podcast i am mike and i'm rusty rusty season two episode 18 the final shin salt yeah another uh, cotton <laughs> that's a real centric reach. yeah it's another cotton centric episode super cotton you know what's cool about this episode mm. as well though what 30th this is the 30th the 30th episode, episode huh. of king of the hill march 15th 1998 1998 yeah, yeah. um first off i want to uh address our Friday episodes. Okay. So our Friday episodes are, um, they don't get as many people listening to them as the Mondays. But they do. They're but they do they, okay. They do really good. Yeah, they, do they do better. Fine. They do better than our first sure. episodes of oh, just regular oh, yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah, like yeah, our yeah. like halfway through this. I just don't want to freak anybody out because like this last one, I did the dark timeline because you and I talked about uh, it did the, really good. The reboot. Yeah, the actual, and it had a weird really graphic, good. and I just don't want anybody going, oh, these guys oh, are no. freaking out. So. I think that was great. I think every, like everybody that interacted with me about that episode, it was yeah. positive. Everybody That's great. That That's great. Well, I just want people to understand that Friday is kind of a let your hair down day, and we just we talk about King of the Hill. Um, we're not going to go episode by episode on Fridays. It's just extra content, extra yeah. chances to talk about King of the Hill. Think That's about it. things it's that just, maybe you haven't thought of. You know, for... Uh, like they say in the old country, just chatting shit, mate. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> just chatting. That's all. It I is. was. Chatting. I like it. When I you like said those episodes. That, I was like, "What country?" Oh, wait. You yeah. I'm okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, I've been watching that. Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Okay. Uh, and that's in Wales, and Wales. they make a big deal to say that Wales is not England. It is its own country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make a big deal about it. Well, that's all the. Yeah. All of the. Wales and Scotland or something sure. like that. They all say they're not oh, part yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. The well, they're part of Great. I didn't realize that there's Great Britain and England either. I mean, that's, yeah, there's that's Great Britain, which things. Great Britain, which is the United Kingdom. Yeah, they're both the same thing. Yeah, so Great Britain is the island, mm. and Northern Ireland. Well, United Wales. Kingdom. Wales is and, part of and that. Wales. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Scotland. Yeah, and then they didn't uh, want United to be. Kingdom is like the whole but kingdom. They are. All right, so we are talking uh, season two, episode eighteen, the final. Oh, hold on, Shin hold on, salt. I don't think I said it on the last time I recorded. What? Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. I don't think I said yeah, it. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. QE. Gold save the queen. Yeah, God save right. the king now. Yeah, gold save the king. What's the deal Long with him having sausage fingers? People keep saying uh, he's he has sausage terrible, fingers. terrible health. <laughs> I mean, you when someone is putting your toothpaste <laughs> on your toothbrush for you. Is that what they have to do? He, he oh, is wow. the, the spoiled prince. But think about it. They're, they're all like, uh, uh, there's that inbreeding. 
Well, there's inbreeding, and that that's that's a part of it. But yeah. also, just I'm, I imagine he doesn't eat the best. You think he just eats super healthy? He eats whatever the <laughs> hell he wants. I am Prince. <laughs> Feed me ham. Feed me ham. All right. So uh, we start off in uh, Tom Landry Middle School class, and um, Peggy is a substitute today. She apparently is in the history class substituting. She says, good morning, class. I will be substituting for Mrs. Dorland, who is at home recuperating from the Hantavirus. The Hantavirus. The Hantavirus. Clark. Uh, uh, what's the Hantavirus? What's the Hantavirus? <laughs> so, well, Clark, it's a flu-like disease, usually contracted from rodent droppings. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Now, in preparation for our field trip, your classmates are going to act out a little-known episode of Mexican, Mexican-American history. Yeah, Mexican. The year is 1847. In comes marching Bobby, Joseph, and some other kid I've never seen. Uh, Joseph uh, is, uh, he's got the fake leg. One of the legs propped up behind him like Dorf. Yeah. Uh, and he is dressed like General Santiani. Santiani, yeah. <laughs> or he's, uh, he's like the only one. Santa as, uh, <laughs> he, is the what's only, he is the only one that pronounces it correctly. He says, I am General Santa Ana. I led the Mexican army at the Alamo where we defeated Texas. And, and all, all kids the students booing. boo. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Bobby speaks up. We are at the Battle, Battle of Cerro Gordo. Gordo. 11 years later, and we are hungry. Sir, I will hold your artificial leg while, while you, you eat, eat your chicken. chicken. Yeah, that's they're eating, <laughs> eating roasted well, chicken. Well, he hands, he hands Joseph a bucket of KFC, basically. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting on the ground like Indians, like yeah. their, their legs, yeah. you know, cross leg, and they're sitting there. In comes Stuart Dooley, uh, and he, he stabs a kid with, with his, his fake bayonet and goes, Attack. Uh, and Bobby says, look out. It's the Illinois volunteer infantry. Hop on general. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he gives Joseph a piggyback ride off I of stole stage. Stole your fake leg. I stole your fake leg. <laughs> and the students all cheer. And so, uh, and that, you know, it's funny cause I don't do the same thing you do. So yeah. my notes are just dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't have people's names by them, but I knew exactly that that was Dooley's without oh, yeah. even, without even listening to the episode, just hearing I, I stole, I stole your, your fake leg. leg. <laughs> yeah. That's a dually uh, thing for sure. Peggy says, ah, well, that was beautiful. Here she is holding the fake leg the whole time. Uh, that was just inspired. The general's artificial leg has been on display in the Illinois Museum for over a century. But this year, America decided to return it to Mexico. Even as we speak, Santa Ana's real fake leg is making its way from museum to museum on its journey home. I guess you could say the Arlen <laughs> Museum is the, <laughs> the last, last leg, leg of, the, of tour. the tour. She just busts herself up. and she, Oh, Peggy. And then it shows the class and nobody laughs. And then it, we, we shoot now. Shoot we're over at, to the uh, alley. We're in the alley, and then back uh, in the alley. And Bill gonna, is just. I have a question for you about the alley, by the way. Okay. Um, it starts with Bill, and he says, "You see, that was 1976. In 1977, I did wear shoes." Yeah, I like that dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and here comes a car speeding down the street. Now, this is my question about the alley. It doesn't seem like an alley. We always call it an alley because of the Yeah, it doesn't fence. seem like an alley. Not well, I don't know any of the alleys around where we're at. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like those kind of alleys. No. Like cuz a lot of the alleys Seems that like we have here street. are really narrow. Yeah. And there's not enough room for even a a, a a trash truck to drive through these some of these alleys that we have it, here. It's almost Hell, some of them you could barely get a bike through cuz they're so overgrown right. with like, you know, grass and brush right. and It's almost like Hanks uh uh, fence just backs up right to the street 
And uh, then they're just standing behind his fence on the side of the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they refer to it as a an back alley street. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's just a back a street. A back street. Kind. I mean, I'm, it's loosely an alley. So but it is. It, I mean, it is behind the house though, because the front of the house, the house is a whole separate thing. Yeah, yeah. So even though it gets mixed up sometimes, it's it's weird. Yeah, it is a weird thing. Uh, so car comes skidding down the uh, well the, again. The street. Again, we don't live in the area that this was modeled That's true. after. So That's true. If you go to Dallas and stuff like that, they do have alleys that are like. that. I just think it's whatever's convenient for the story is where they're at. Yeah, that's, if you go to the uh, suburbs of Dallas too, though, like yeah. like or even like down in Houston, some of the suburbs like humble, like they say, and right. Uh, is it humble or is it humble? Humble. Some people say humble. Humble. They don't say uh, the H. An humble bee. Which is always weird to me. Is the B silent too? Yeah, it's an humble bee. It's an humble bee. Well, it start be with an humble, H, Mike. <laughs> be humble. <laughs> Bumblebee with an H. Yeah. Humble bee. Uh, so a car comes skidding down the street, uh, or slash alley, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, Hank says, boy, that car is going he, yeah. fast. Doesn't he know men drinking this alley? See, there you go. He calls it yeah, an alley. He calls it an alley. Uh, that looks like your dad's Cadillac car. Cadillac right? car. Yeah. I love that phrase. And then, uh, I like, uh, boom, how, yeah, man, that looks like, dang old, better hit the dirt, man. And he, <laughs> yeah. Everybody hits the dirt except for Bill. But was, you could hear the whole time though, trash cans, the whole time the car's oh, coming yeah, down the street, yeah, yeah, you hear yeah. trash cans falling over. You can hear tires screeching. The car comes up, Bill sees it coming. He's getting a beer out of the cooler and he's like, uh-huh, and he's just Boop. frozen in fear. It hits the the uh, the yeah, top of the thing hits the just lid. enough to close it. Yeah, he gets out and says, uh, "Thanks, fatty. Don't mind if I do." Grabs the beer, grabs open the, the half drink, <laughs> open beer That's out right. of his hand. That's right. Bill's just shaking. Uh, Hank says, "Geez, Dad, you almost dented the cooler." Yeah, he can't not dent worried the cooler. about Bill. He can't dent the cooler. He says, "Where's Dee Dee? I thought your eyesight. Uh, she was doing all the driving." Well, we had another fight. Had I another threw fight. Out. I threw it. Then we go to a flashback. Yeah. We got uh, we got Cotton sitting in the lazy boy with yep. his with his naked feet up in the air, and Dee Dee getting appears to be getting ready for yeah, work. Yeah, he like says, "Dee Dee, woman, my toes are cold. Knit me a blanket." She comes in and says, "I don't, I don't have, have time, time honey. honey. I'm late for work." You I wonder know, if she's uh, <laughs> not from America because her voice sounds she's like weird. Well, her voice almost sounds like it's I don't know. It doesn't. It's s- like she's out of breath all the time. She's out of breath, but also there's like weird. I don't know. There's weird inflections, like weird inflections and yeah. stuff oh, on her her voice Honey, because they never. I'm looking here on her page. Yeah, she is voiced. I looked by, her up this uh, morning too. She is voiced by Ashley Gardner, which also mm-hmm. I believe does. Uh, Nancy Gribble. I don't know. I don't know I think how many voices Gribble. she does. She does a few voices, but also I saw she there was, was only, somebody from she was only in like King of the Hill universe. No, well, there was, was somebody. Oh, she did. Uh, She's been she Beavis did Reverend Stroop. Yeah, she wasn't Beavis and Butthead. She did Reverend Stroop. Well, mm-hmm. there was somebody oh, from she this did. King of the Hill universe that started their own show. Oh. I can't remember who it was or what the name of the show is off the Artie. top of my head. That's a, that's a job for you, Artie. Yeah, that's an Artie job. Uh, so she says, I don't have time, honey. I'm late for work. And he just starts cackling because women working. That's funny stuff. He said, that's a good one, baby cakes. Now get your knitting sticks. She says, you're going to have to wear your socks, Colonel. And then she holds up these big tube socks. And my first thought is, if he puts on those tube socks, do they go all the way up to his waist? Like, those are long-ass socks. Oh, his socks? Yeah. Those are big tube socks, you know, that come or they up just to go, your knee. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It, I think <laughs> it would encum- It would probably cover the entire leg. I think the That's, length of what he has yeah. of a leg is the length of a tube sock. That's so what I'm it saying. Go it goes all the way right up to his, to his crotch. To his crotch, yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. <laughs> I wish we could have seen that. I want to see cotton in tube socks. 
Uh, I don't know that I would want to see Kai the two sides. <laughs> do his balls drag the floor? I mean, oh, is he, <laughs> do they wobble to and fro? <laughs> yeah. Time on a boat. Uh, we go back. We come out of the flashback, and uh, he goes, "Yeah." So I put her on the street just because she held up some socks and didn't didn't knit him a blanket. Dale says, uh, "Good for you, sir. I admire the speed in which you dispatched your the insubordinate." <laughs> yeah. He says, "Shut your oh, clam terrible, hole, dribble." Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy because Dale's like sucking up to him and he immediately turns around and just shut, shut your, your clam, clam hole, on. Gribble. Yeah, he doesn't like a, uh, what do you call it, like a grab ass? He doesn't like somebody who's... Uh, like a suck up. Yeah, suck up. There you go. Not yeah. a grab ass. A suck up. He doesn't like somebody sucking up. He loves up a good him. grab ass though. Yeah, he does. Uh, Hank says... Or he loves to grab a good ass. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Uh, Hank uh, fires back with, so I guess you're, uh, you're here to cool off for a few days until you two can patch things up. Because that has been a thing that's already been introduced. Yeah. That Cotton just comes to his house and stays for a couple of days, and then she comes and gets him. Uh, he says, uh, nope, this one's for good. I'm here to renew my driver's license. Got the eye chart memorized down at the Arlen DMV. They ain't changed it since World War II. And then he looks at Bill and says, that's the big one, fatty. Now, I did read a thing this morning where the DMV, is, people have a problem with them calling it the DMV. Oh, for Texas, it's right. not the DMV. It's the right. Texas Department of Transportation that you right. go it's do the everything. DPS. It's, it's the DPS, not, or sorry, yeah, the Texas the Department DMV. of Public Services, or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, you have to safety, uh, uh, yeah. public safety. So yeah. yeah, not services, but yeah, that's where you go get your license and everything. Yeah, yeah. So people had an issue with that, which whatever. I don't know that I'm getting that granular, but uh, yeah, that's super granular. It is. Yeah, that is very very granular. Hank but said, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Hank says, "Dad, I don't know about you driving. Uh, I don't know that's such a good idea." Dale, of course, you know, being the the ass that he is, says, uh, excuse me, Hank, I think a man who gave his shins to win the Second World War has earned the right to drive an automobile. <laughs> and and Hank no. gives Dale the biggest stink eye. Like, just, he's yeah, just looks pissed. really yeah, pissed looks off. Pissed. Yeah. Uh, we're back at the Hill House. We're around the, uh, the, the breakfast table, kitchen table, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Bobby, Hank, Luann, and then Peggy is cooking. Uh, Cotton says, Hank, Bobby and me are going to rent an RV this summer and drive around the country. Uh, we'll do 50 states it's in 50, 50 days. days. <laughs> of course, there's not 50 states in 50 days that you could do anyway. Sure. Uh, Peggy. It's not uh, possible to drive to Hawaii Peggy, yet. Peggy, trying to defuse the situation, says, you know, Cotton, you can travel anywhere in the world in books. In books. <laughs> and Cotton, Cotton uh, just like, he yeah, shudders. Whatever. I mean, he's just, Ugh. Hank's wife. <laughs> yeah. Be uh, quiet, Hank's wife. Uh, Hank says, uh, Dad, you don't want to be driving on a crowded highway in the summertime. And then Luann, not helping at all. Says, uh, I don't know. There's nothing like the feel of the open, open road. road. You know, Grandpa Hill with an RV, you can put it on cruise control and, and then go, go and watch and watch TV. TV yeah. Which Absurd. is ridiculous. Hank, on the Jetsons, maybe. Hank says, Luann, please, Dad, with all due respect, I don't think you should be driving anymore. Course, don't tell me what to do. Well, you he, ain't my daddy. He immediately breaks a plate. Yeah, he does. And then says, don't tell me what to do. You ain't, ain't my, my daddy. daddy. I'm your, I'm your daddy. daddy. I'm on the wall. <laughs> I can drive a car. Even your idiot friend Gribble knows that. He, he says, says, oh, oh Dad, Dale's, Dale's just kissing, just up, kissing to up to you. Yeah. He says, and so should you. Breaks another plate. Boom. Uh, then Peggy grabs another plate that he's about to break and says, uh, Hank, that reminds me, uh, we need some, some chaperones, chaperones for Bobby's, for Bobby's class, class trip. Yeah. 
He says, what kind of trip you taking, Bobby? Vegas? Vegas? Yeah, <laughs> Vegas. No, he said, uh, Bobby. there's a General Santa Ana exhibit at the museum. We did a play about him in school, and I was one of his privates. I was one of his privates. Yeah, that's kind of odd phrasing. phrasing yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, yeah, I know all about Santa Annie. We got his walking log. Not leg, but log. His walking log <laughs> under glass in <laughs> Illinois, I'm glad to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Peggy comes up and says, actually, Cotton, the leg is coming through uh, Arlen. America is finally returning the leg to Mexico. And that really pisses off Cotton. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just—he's looking around the table for more plates to grab. To, yeah, he's to looking break. for something to break. What? God! And then Hank says, uh, "Take it easy, Dad. Take it easy." Uh, and then uh, he says, "You see, Bobby, your daddy's geniation, 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 giving away everything we fought for. Panama Canal, Mexican legs. You people would give back Gandhi's diapers if you had them." And then he, he throws down his napkin and just waddles off in a huff. Uh, which that's how he walks, right? Wouldn't you describe that as a waddle? A waddle? Yeah, yeah. He's like a... It's like a penguin. A really giant man-baby penguin He thing. is a man-baby. Yeah. I mean, even he even fell in love with Dee Dee because she called him a man-baby. Yeah, she cooed at him. Yeah, she tickles him and stuff. Yikes. Uh, okay, now we're Some at... age play. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at the department. Well, you got the baby play plus the age play. Plus, yeah, you know, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit of everything tied into one. These last on. two episodes have just been <laughs> one train wreck after you put, another. You put those socks on, then you got a whole other play. Uh, we're at the Department of Motor Vehicles. You got Bobby, Hank, and Cotton all going in together. Uh, and there's a line of literally two people. Yeah. And Hank says, oh, would you look at that line? We'll be here all day trying to get them out of there. Yeah. And uh, Cotton says, oh, for God, Hank, I gutted a man. He whined less than you. Uh, yeah, that killed me. That was one of the funniest <laughs> jokes, I think, of this show, this whole episode. Hank says, why don't you guys get started? I'll be there in a minute. And uh, then, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to mark this. Mark. So take it out. No, you're good. Uh, hang on. Zach was asking if anybody's come on over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell him he comes sit right here and watches record yeah. live. Yeah. Hey, he, hey, guys, you saw the live pull break. His, pull his that. socks all the way Oh, up. yeah. Also, while we're, while we're broke right here, yeah. for our ad break. While we're broke. For our ad break, <laughs> I want to do, I want to punch the social media. Like, whenever we do, like, yeah, an ad sure. break, I want to punch sure. the social media from Waco Awards. Thing. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. Give me one second. Let me get caught Five, up. four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four. And then we'll come up to the commercial break. There we go. All right. So we're at the Department of Motor Vehicles. We got Bobby, Hank, and Cotton all walking in. He says, uh, would you look at that line? We'll be here all day. There's literally only two people standing yeah, in line. Yeah, just two people. Uh, well, usually the DMV is no, well, or sorry, oh. we don't live in a DMV area. A DPS. The DPS office. Yep. Yeah. Usually is pretty. It, it is big. I yeah. sat in there for six hours one time. There's oh, like I don't doubt standing that. room only. They were well, like they had the fire marshal come in and had to clear the building out. Now they've put in all these chairs. Yeah, I'm like there's there's probably forty chairs sitting in there. Okay, and you know you have the booths in the back where the yeah. people work, um, and they make you take a number. You sit down in one of the forty chairs mm-hmm. and you face the other way, like you can't even watch them. As they work, you face oh, wow. the other way and have to look at a TV that's just putting up numbers. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's weird. Uh, but uh, Hank says, why don't you guys uh, get started and I'll be there in a minute. Uh, and the funniest thing to me is Cotton and Bobby go over to where the forms are and they're both too short to reach the forms. Yeah, neither the reach the forms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hank goes over to talk to one of the workers and um, 
He is changing the eye charts with this guy. Yeah, he gets the guy to shift the eye charts yeah. because the only reason why Cotton can pass the eye chart is because he's memorized. So I got a little something special for you here. Yeah. The original eye chart, S-D-G-R-W-R-F-P, I-A-U-E-Y-N-T, next line, N-S-T-O-M-V-X. Then there's something on the side. I think it was another letter. And then the last line, the very smallest ones, O-L-U-P-E-C-B-Z-A-K. And that's like the the original one that was created to test people's eyes. And then here is the new chart. No, this is the one that was up. Oh. They take it down and then they put up the new one. Oh, you're talking about the charts that are there. Yeah. I thought you were These talking the about medically. Charts. There's no. like a there's <laughs> like know. a default chart. If there is, <laughs> if somebody hey, wants to go, do RD, that, RDX, let me know. Is there a deep? Was there a default <laughs> eye chart when they invented? That eye would charts? be nuts. Was there if like it was a, like a default one. A default yeah. one, yeah. Because then you could memorize it. Yeah, you could. So the new chart FVQ next line BKEUL next line. Y-I-H-K-O-R-G, next line, H-C-P-M-T-Z-O-S, final tiny line, O-W-I-D-V-O-D-B-L-F-X. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. There you go. I feel like I'm at a spelling bee. Uh, And so uh, he goes up to to read the eye chart. He hands him a, a paper. And he says, all right, clerky, now take down every first letter of every word I say. You know what this scene actually reminds me of? Sorry to interrupt you. But no, you're good. See that. Well, actually, I uh, I had a complaint where somebody said that I need to stop interrupting you. That's oh, why I apologize. Oh, please. No, no, no. God, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I told him that's a part of the dynamic because I'll forget if I don't oh, say yeah. it. But, uh, that's so what this, this show scene, is. It's yeah, like yeah, us yeah, going yeah, back, and back and forth. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this scene reminds me of Pearl Harbor. The movie Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. No, not the event. No, (laughs) it reminds me of Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck couldn't read good. He could see, but he couldn't read good. Right. So this is the like. Of course, this is the reverse. reverse. It reminds me of him standing there and he's like that, and he had it memorized. And she was like, "Well, that you got it all wrong." And he's like, "Ma'am." I can't read. I got the eyes like a hawk. He goes, I got perfect 2020. Please let me fly. I yeah. can't read. It's a secret shame. That um, is a secret shame. Well, I mean, it was the 40s. You so, know, I always Reading that, wasn't as like, necessary, I guess. Secret shame is something I got from an after-school special. Like, there was an after-school. That was the fun sounds of Rusty drinking from his Sonic yeah. cup. <laughs> it's the ASMR of a Sonic cup. Yeah. Uh, we should just release that. Yeah, we should. That, should, that, should, that hits the track. Uh, but there was a there was an after school special, and this guy was trying to cover up the fact that he couldn't read, and ended up being his secret shame was that he couldn't read. And so every time somebody <laughs> like talks a PSA. About, every time somebody talks about not reading, I always say it's their secret shame. It's their secret shame. Well, it is. I mean, secret man, I remember shame. graduating high school with kids that struggled to oh, read yeah. through the out loud oh, sure. readings. It was terrible. All right, that's me drinking from a coke. Uh, all right. So he says, all right, clerky. Now take down every first letter of the word I say. Some day Governor Reagan will run for president. I pass. Give me the license. The guy, the clerk the license says, is mine. Clerk says, wow, I've never seen anyone miss every single letter. You fail. <laughs> yeah, you fail. So what? Look again. Some day. That's S D as in stupid dummy. That's you. Tell him, Hank. <laughs> Hank says, this is an outrage. We're very We're dissatisfied, very dissatisfied customers. He says, come on, Dad, let's go. Cotton's just growling. Uh, now we are back in Hank's. Now we're in Hank's front yard drinking. 
Yeah, they're they're literally they're like front standing time, in the yeah. yard. They're in the yard. Yeah, yeah, they're way out front. See, that's the one thing is weird to me. So, is there when you're standing in the alley and they pull into the alley? Yeah. So there's two ways to pull into this house: from the front and the back. So the two. So the garage is a dual, a double like it opens in the front and the back. Garage, no, so the back. Coming. Well, yeah, I guess it does, huh? No, no, it's a back opening. It's a back. I don't think the front. Because when you pull up, you see like Bobby's window there. Remember when Peggy came home drunk and she said, oh, little Fauntleroy uh, yeah, or whatever yeah, his name yeah, was, whatever, whatever name they was, were calling yeah, him, little calling. Peter or whatever. Yeah, whatever the original name she wanted to call I don't think it was him. Little Peter. No, I don't think it was Little Peter. Um, they're in the front yard, and this is the four guys, and you hear Dale saying, so you had the clerk switch the eye chart. That's a good plan if you, you silence, silence the, the clerk. clerk. Yeah. Uh, Hank says, well, it was one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. I'll tell you what, but my dad's getting close to the end zone, and now i got to start calling some of his plays, which I love that that uh, the way that he said it there. Bill says, yeah, I know what you mean. My dad can't even load his own hunting rifle anymore. I mean, i got to put it in his hands, practically pull the dang trigger for him. Yeah. Bill says, yeah, that's very sad. Uh, Cotton comes waddling out of the front door, and he says, uh, the DMV changed the damn chart on me. That's what they did. Uh, you get the dang Bo- old DMV. You get Boomhauer saying, tell you yeah. what, man, that dang old DMV, you take my picture out of uh, Hooter that day, man, that uh, four years ago looked like Cookie Roberts, man. Yeah, it looked like <laughs> Cookie Roberts, man. You remember Cookie Roberts? Cookie Roberts, no. She was a reporter. Like, she was a TV reporter. Had big hair. No, I don't remember Cookie her. Roberts with the big hair. I remember Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts, yeah. Good Morning America. She was on Good Morning America. Before yeah. that, she was on ESPN. She had a big cancer scare thing. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. like she was on TV for the whole thing. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Her and she was a trooper. The guy who hosts the NBA on yeah, TNT. Very powerful thing. woman. I he, watched her a lot as a kid. His, he had so for me, too, like on. my like iconic like news people from yeah. when I was watching like news in the mornings as a child, yeah. it was Robin Roberts with Charlie Gibson and man, what's her name? It was three of them. It was her, Robin Roberts. And Sally I can't remember Field. her name. I can't remember her name. It was it was, it was a white lady that that did no, this for come a long on. time. Well, I just can't remember her name. Well, I mean, I don't know. It lost me. I'm so, like, yeah, it don't matter. I saw a thing on on Reddit yesterday where they said there's a conspiracy. They don't know what it means yet, but they know it's a conspiracy. When you watch TV and you're looking at like a news program, you know, you get the morning programs, you got the afternoon stuff, and then you got the night stuff. In the morning, everything is on the street level. Yeah. Like you can see in the back, everything's on the street level. In the afternoon, everything's like up a few floors. And then at night, all the nighttime shows, you're like looking down on the city. Yeah. I don't know what that, what that means or what it means. I don't mean, know what it means it, either. It's kind of cool. It's kind of. Uh, they oh. had comparisons. They had photos. Of yeah, all yeah, this yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, he said it was one of the toughest things. And then uh, he comes out and says the DMV. Uh, Boomhauer says, uh, looking like Cokie Roberts. Uh, Dale says, there are ways to get around the license problem, sir. Hank, uh, of course, says, yeah, Dale, Dale, this, this does not concern, concern you. you. Uh, he said, for example, you put a sail on your, your car and call, call it, it a boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Hank? Gribble's got a clever idea. Go get me a sail. It's <laughs> said, a stupid idea, Dad. Yeah, stupid put idea. a sail on it. Dale pipes up again. Well, excuse me, Hank. I guess I'm not as clever as you are. I mean, I could never think of a clever idea like switching the eye chart so your dad would fail the test. Damn it, Dale. He, yeah, he does this wild. every time. Yeah, he always interferes. 
Yeah, and Cotton's like, ah, and Hank's just, dang it, Dale. And uh, uh, Cotton speaks up again. He says, ah, it looks like we got ourselves a Benedict Arlen. I love the fact that he a calls Benedict him Arlen. 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 Yeah, I like that too. That's funny. <laughs> what do you got to say for yourself, boy? He said, look, Dad, I did change the chart. I did it because I care about you. Ooh, here we go. No, there you go. Hank emotions. Oh, that's true. Hank and his emotions. Said you shouldn't be driving. He said, but Dale pipes up again. Uh, But he's a war hero, Hank, a world war hero. You should let him do whatever he wants. He says, shut up, Dale. I know what's best for my dad. And Dale literally recoils like, wow, this one is fun. If you knew what was best for me, you'd have drowned yourself two days after you was born. This is goodbye, Hank. It's kind of rough. It's really, really rough. And it doesn't even feel like a joke. Like, you know how they have jokes and stuff like that? It's one of the worst things he ever says to him. So far, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how worse it gets in other uh, in terrible. other centric episodes, but I know, in particularly in this episode, that yeah. is like it's man. pretty terrible. I to tell your but child you right after. Themselves. Well, not only that. Right after he said, "I did this because I care about you." Yeah. Just because you don't understand why I did it, because you're a uh, eighty something odd year old man that has no. He's a million years. Yeah, old. he's you know. So he he gets in the car. He's pissed off. He says, "Hank, I'm leaving." You hear the screeching of the brakes, uh, and he pulls out. He runs the car into the hedge. uh, Then he backs up, and then he drives into Gribble's yard. Not his driveway, but his yard. Tears up his yard. And says from over the hedge, Gribble, good news. I'm staying with you from now on. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing you hear is, you hear that, Hank? Daddy's staying with me. Yeah, that's so weird. Daddy's staying with me. It's super weird. I just, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's like creepy. Like hearing a creepy as hell. 40-something-year-old man call another 40-something-year-old man's dad, daddy. Like, I got I got a, a friend whose dad we call, uh, I mean, it's it sounds kind of funny. We call him Big D. Yeah. You know, like dad, big sure, dad. We sure, call him Big you, D. Yeah. His name's Al, and he's like six foot four. He's like this huge dude, and we call him, we call him Big D, you know what I mean? And uh, but I think calling because calling somebody else's dad daddy just sounds I don't know no it's like really a nickname weird. for a friend's dad is different especially a friend you've had for like you know the friend I'm talking about I've been friends with him since like high school junior high yeah sure so and when you call him Big D that uh, that doesn't sound weird at all no it doesn't all right so that's that not is, as weird as daddy <laughs> that is a commercial break and uh, we are gonna take one right here and we will be right back. Hey everybody, it's Rusty with the King of the Hill podcast. Boah. So we are currently trying to win podcast of the year, and we're hoping that you guys could help us out by nominating us on Waco Awards website. If you Google Waco Awards podcast of the year, the hyperlink will pop up for you to click on on Google's search. Also, on social media, I've posted about it quite a bit, so you guys can go to all of our social media platforms at Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and I have the link posted there on a few different posts and uh, help us, you know, at least get nominated. If we can't win, it would be great to at least have a nomination in our first year of podcasting. And uh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed the content and continue to enjoy the content for the rest of the year. All right, we are back. Yep. Uh, we are at that Dale's. Break. Yeah, we are at Dale's at the kitchen table. Uh, and you got Dale and Cotton and Nancy. And Dale 
is working on something. He has what looks like a soldering iron slash engraver. Yeah. That, well, uh, I think it's like a, a Dremel. Yeah, I guess. I think it's like a Dremel tool. And then it's and what's, what's he, funny, you see he's Dremeling, and then when he's kind of done Dremeling, he kind of like tilts it. And you can see on the back of it, it says cheer. It says cheer. And I was like, cheer. I was like, oh, yeah. damn, that's a Cheerio box. Cheerios At first, box, I thought yeah. it was like detergent, but I was like, oh, no, that's yeah. Cheerios, like a Cheerio box. So he hands uh, the Cheerio box. But he's got that jeweler's eye on. <laughs> he's got his uh, like, like Green Beret hat on, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, and he's working on this very fake clandestine. ID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see Nancy, she sits down with her cup of coffee and she says, Did you sleep okay, Mr. Hill? He said, Yep, just fine. Dale said, see, Nancy, and you wanted, wanted to give, give away Joseph's, <laughs> Joseph's crib. crib. Best <laughs> joke of the, that's the best, my favorite joke out of this whole episode was that, because it took me by surprise at first, because I, like, again, I haven't watched this episode in a while, so yeah. I was, I'm, and again, I'm listening to these episodes in a whole new way that I sure. did before, and uh, I, I caught that one, and I, I had to pause it for a minute. I had to laugh on that one. He said, there you go, sir. One perfectly forged driver's license. Good, Good until, until the year 3000 3, <laughs> Good boy. Here's a dollar. Gives Here's him a, a rolled-up dollar. Gives him a rolled-up dollar bill. Uh, he said, hmm. Uh, and then in comes Joseph. Uh, he is putting his uniform from the play in the hamper. He's, and this is my second favorite joke of the whole episode. He goes... Uh, well, he's leaning that leg up against the hamper. Also, yeah, yeah, that yeah. fake leg. And then, yeah, so you see a fake leg. So that just keep that. That's a thematic. Yeah, it's like a thematic right. element or whatever the show is, that, that wooden leg. And he goes, uh, oh, hey, Dad, uh, I need you to sign my permission slip for that Santa Ana exhibit. And his, he goes... His voice is so freaking weird. Yeah, too, his, vo- his voice changes, too. His voice, like when his voice so breaks. weird. When he goes through, like, that life hey, change. Hey, Dad, I need yeah. you to sign my permission slip. It's yeah. just so freaking <laughs> weird. He and said, uh, he, he goes, said, Joseph, you know I don't sign any document issued by a government institution. <laughs> yeah. Not even a school permission slip. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, don't bring your report card in to be signed. That's a government institution. So we get a knock at the door. Uh, Nancy gets up and, and answers it. It is Hank. She says, hey, Hank. And then you hear a car hon- honking. And, mm-hmm. and Nancy says, come on, Joseph, our ride's here. And you just hear, hot-blooded, playing out there in hot the car. Hot-blooded, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Came to pick him up. The Foreigner song. Yeah, you know it's uh, yeah, you know it's John, John Redcorn. Redcorn. Dale says, hey, Tokyo Rose, how does your garden grow? Oh, they killed me. Yeah. Now, you get that reference, right? Yes, Tokyo Rose, for those of you that don't know who Tokyo Rose was, was uh, in the Pacific when our boys were fighting over there in World War II. Uh, the Japanese, the big one, fatty. Uh, yeah. The Japanese military <laughs> would broadcast propaganda through a voice of a woman called Tokyo Rose. Yep. They had a similar one in England where they would have a woman's voice for Germany and stuff really? like that. Yeah, they had it, they had similar propaganda where the Germans had. I can't remember what the name of that is specifically because it's not on the top of my head right now. But uh, they had, I mean, they had similar propaganda techniques. Uh, you know, England would broadcast. Uh, oh. It was Lord Ha Ha, Lord Ha Ha, Lord ne- Lord Ha Ha was the name. Ha Ha, Lord Ha Ha, and it's funny. You gotta spell hey, that It's for funny me. because my grandmother was born in 1928. It's like H A W H A W. Yeah, H A W. Well, my grandma is still alive, and she remembers wow. listening to the broadcasts. Listening so, to Lord Ha Ha. Uh, I think it's Lord Ha Ha. <laughs> yeah, Lord Ha Ha was a nickname Lord applied Ha-Ha. to William Joyce, who broadcasted Nazi propaganda to UK. Uh, from Germany, wow. and he was actually born in New York, New York. Lord so Ha-ha. he was actually uh, an American who went to England, and he was a part of the British Union of Fascists. And then he ended up I going be to known Germany. As Lord yeah, I think everybody he, call me Lord Ha. He now. actually uh, he actually got hanged. He was actually hanged by the uh, by the British British government in uh, uh, 
in London. Wow. They hung him in London. So uh, uh, Hank is is kind of pissed off at Dale. He says, don't starve me, Dale. Right? All right, Dad, you made your point. Now come on back. We'll talk about this. I got a whole box of Megalo plates you can break. Yeah, like that. he got a whole box of plates <laughs> for him. Yeah. He says, I'd rather break Gribble's plates. Thank you very much. And then, of course, he breaks a plate. I'm really surprised that instead of, you know, like he doesn't shoot like uh, Skeet or whatever, clay pigeons. I'm surprised he doesn't do yeah. something like that. Instead, he's just breaking. Oh, he just breaks He's plates. just breaking whole plates. He doesn't like, care. Psh- He's such For an no ass. reason. Yeah, he is an ass. Uh, Dale says, no, thank ass. you very much, sir. He says, I'm done. I'm going down to the drugstore to pick up my shin salve. And Hank's like, all right, well, let me drive you. Hank really does have the best intentions for his dad. Always. And he goes, all right, well, let me drive you. I don't, oh, that's yeah. Hank, sorry. He's, all right, well, let me drive you. I don't need to. And he goes, Grandma made me a license. Yeah. <laughs> he holds up his stupid Cheerios license. And boom, it cuts, and he's wrecked straight into a meter. Into a parking meter. Parking yep. meter. With the he's horn got just going off. all over the yep. front of the hood. Yep. And, Everything's smoking. And he says, I've never seen a meter maid take so long to ride a park or ride a ticket. And then she goes, well, all right, sir, please step out of the vehicle. This is the police woman or yeah. the police person. And this is where he yep. gets... Uh, very uh, inappropriate with the lady. Woo-hoo. And actually, I've got the penal code for you here for oh, all of this. Man. So I'm going to run this down real fast. So slapping a woman on the well, rear end. we haven't got to the slapping butt yet. Oh, we have? Hang That's on. it right here. He it? says, oh, okay. you want to fresh me, Cagney? Referring to Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey. And he says, go ahead, and then I can do you. And then slaps her on the butt. And he slaps her on the butt. There you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so for slapping women on the rear end, uh, it is considered sexual battery charge. I don't do Under it. subsection 22.01, subsection A, uh, sub, subsection 3 of the Texas Penal okay. Code. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's called a sexual battery charge. So you said go. penal. You said penal. <laughs> you said penal. Oh, <laughs> Have you watched any of it yet? Any yeah, new, I watched some. Yeah, 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 it was oh, That's good. great. Our buddy uh, Jaden is on the last week's episode, not the one that is released really? Thursday, but he's on the last one. Oh wow, uh, Cody. When you when you see the character, uh, it's a heavy set black kid mm-hmm. named Cody with mm-hmm. glasses. He has glasses oh, cool. and stuff on. Excellent. So, so uh, we we then go to the same place. Uh, he but Cotton, for some reason, is in the front of the cruiser. He's not locked in the back where the criminals go. Yeah. He's sitting in the front seat. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, detainment. Maybe he's not being arrested. Maybe he's just But he can just detainment. get out. Well, can he? Like in the back, How you far can't. is he going to go, though? Well, I don't know. How far can a man with no shins run? So the cop says, and when I asked for his license, he gave me this, and he show, and she shows Hank the Cheerios card. Yeah, it's made out of the back of he the says, cereal box. Yeah, I know it's expired. I'm real sorry about that. He shouldn't be driving. She goes, expired? It's not even real. It's not even real. It's made out of the back of a cereal box. And then you see the cheer again. She says, well, you're lucky. In most severe cases of senile dementia, they can't remember their son's names. He goes, what? He's not senile. My dad's just a character. You know, like a cowboy. Which, yeah, like a <laughs> it's cowboy. It's just the funniest. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It was. I say. thought that was kind of weird how he he's said. He's like it. a cowboy. But but he is. <laughs> but he is right. His dad, in a sense, and I don't know. I feel like he's a lot a of people from that generation. A lot of people that went through. Yeah. That, that went through. Oh sure. That it's just like from Generation X. A lot of the people that are the you know that I've met from Generation X that are extreme characters are all people who served in the, you know the Persian Gulf or Bosnia right. and stuff like that. Right. And they're all, ex- they're all cowboys. Really eccentric people. Sure. Uh, tough times makes tough men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then we, we see Cotton. He's playing with the siren. Uh, Hank says, knock it off, Dad. So the the very nice police person comes over and says, all right, come on, General Mills. Come referring, on, General Mills. Referring to yeah. the cereal. 
uh, says, now I'm letting your son take care of you. Uh, you have to promise to be a good boy. She says it to him kind of condescending. You have to be a good boy. Do you recognize your son? He goes, yeah, he's a Benedict, Benedict Arlen. 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 <laughs> I love that so much. A Benedict Arlen. So we're back at Dale's. Um, it's, it's Hank and Cotton in Hank's little truck. I just love that he's got a little red truck. Uh, he says, the point is, Dad, you got to calm down. You're lucky you're not in jail. Don't you take that tone with me. I was out buying shin jelly. You show some respect. He goes, okay. Some shin jelly. Okay, let's talk about it over dinner. What if do you anybody say? knows what shin jelly is. Shin jelly. Please let me know. Is it jelly that tastes like shins? Oh, here or you is go. it uh, jelly for Ar- your shins? Artie, Artie is finally updating his little <laughs> fact here from way, from, this is from earlier. Okay, so, go. Uh, the name of the propaganda woman that was in the, the, the Japanese used yeah. was called Axis Sally. Okay. So they use oh. like generic, you know, gotcha. Lord Haw Haw. Yeah. You know, he's Lord a, he, he's the guy that was like propaganda to Britain. So Axis Sally was, you're, you know, propagandizing Americans. Haw-haw. Yeah, you're Lord Haw <laughs> Haw. <laughs> you well, said thank, Sally. Thanks, Artie. Yeah. We appreciate thanks, that. Thanks, Artie. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, so they're sitting in the truck. He tells him to show some respect. He says, Dad, let's talk about it over dinner. What do you say? Go get your bags and we'll head on home. He says, oh, sure. I'll be right there. He gets out. And goes into Dale's house. The next thing we see, Dale's big bay window opens up. Dale is standing there in his camo and his his red or green beret hat. Uh, and Dale uh, proceeds to moon Hank. This is the yeah. second time in the series we've seen butts. The second time in the series uh-huh. we've seen his butts. Well, because remember well, we saw Hank's women, butt too. Oh, Hank's butt too. Well, I mean Dale specifically. So Dale's butt. This is because we saw Dale's butt appeared in the Wimitanye. So this episode. is a third butt. This is a third hind end. We're seeing a lot of butts. Uh, And then Cotton, he turns around and leans over to moon him, and you can't see Cotton. And so Dale picks him up and shows his butt to Hank. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Uh, The next thing, we are at the mall. Uh, Does not say which specific store. Uh, I really want to know what store she works at. Yeah, That's just me. Uh, Artie, if you have any idea which store she works at, that would be great. Uh, Hank is walking into the uh, department. Uh, uh, Dee Dee obviously works at like a makeup counter. Uh, he says, oh, hey, Dee Dee. Hank. 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 Uh, he Hank. says, listen, I'm here to ask you for a big favor. You and my dad got to patch things up quicker than usual this time. I'm having trouble keeping him under control. Oh, there's no patching thing up with him this time, Hank. The passion <laughs> is gone. There was magic between us when we first met. Now we get another flashback. Yeah. <laughs> this time at the VA, you've got Cotton. Oh, this is killing me, too. This is one of my favorite lines. I don't know. He has a lot of good lines. Oh, he's he not being misogynistic lines, yeah. or whatever. Some of his lines are really good. So you got Cotton in a hospital bed next to another poor veteran and says, uh, yeah, I come in here once a year to get my shins drained. I don't take no anesthetic. Did Lincoln ask for girly gas when they blowed <laughs> his head gas. off? <laughs> yeah, girly, girly gas. gas. Anesthetic is girly gas. If you use anesthetic for anything, it's girly gas. You're using girly gas. So in comes the candy striper, which is uh, Dee Dee. Did you know I was a candy striper? No, I didn't know that. You never <laughs> told me that. When I was very young, I worked at the at, at Hillcrest Hospital, the old one, as a candy yeah. striper. But did you wear a red I, I, and we had white to wear, skirt? We, not a skirt. Oh, but not a, a skirt. But a jacket. A yeah, skirt. We had oh, to wear jacket. the jackets. Yeah, a jacket. Uh, but mostly, what I did was I pushed gurneys and uh, I took uh, soiled bedding down to the bottom of the building. Soiled. It's great. It's great. Great job. Well, that's very. Well, those kind of it's jobs aren't job. for money. They're for character. Yeah, no, I built some character. <laughs> yeah. I tell you that they're not for money. They're for character. <laughs> character. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of shin jelly. Um, a lot of shin jelly. So she comes through Ugh. pushing a cart. She says, magazines. Oh, you know, that would be great for Astroglide. <laughs> it's true. If they came out with shin jelly. Reach out to us, Astro. Yeah, Glad. reach out we to got us. An idea. We got an idea. Uh, magazines, jelly. candy, fruit roll-ups. <laughs> She's fruit got roll-ups. fruit roll-ups. Yeah. And she sees sees Cotton. She goes, oh, look at you. Aren't you the cutest little helpless thing? You're like a little baby in that gown. And then she starts <laughs> tickling him like she always Ooh, does. Coochie, 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 She knocks over the uh, dispenser of the uh, uh, tongue depressors mm-hmm. with, her, with her big butt. And then you hear... Won't you sit under the apple tree with the by the Andrew sisters? Yeah, yeah that, that, that song's "Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree" by the Andrew sisters. So that's a uh, War II era song about love. In uh, now, I watch these on Hulu, and I have the subtitles turned on so I don't miss anything. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, thing pops up. It said that it was playing the Battle Hymn of the Republic or something like that. Oh, that's it was, funny. <laughs> it was yeah, crazy. No, don't sit under the yeah. apple tree by Andrew sisters, but also uh, the song is about love. As well as devotion to one's dating partner mm. and also devotion to one's spouse. And so. apples. And apples. It's also about apples. Also about trees and not so sitting. She knocks that over. Not sitting under apples. And, <laughs> and then, then she, it's, it's about gravity, ultimately. It, uh, yeah. yeah. She, the theory of. <laughs> she, she knocks him over with her big butt. Uh, and the bottle falls over or the jar falls over. She bends down to pick him up. And that's when Cotton sees her big butt. Uh, magnified through the glass. Magnified through the glass. Oh, sweet Lord, cling peaches and heavy syrup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. It's cling peaches and heavy syrup. Cling peaches and uh, heavy syrup. I don't even know what a cling peach. I know what a peach is, but I don't I don't. I don't know why they're the called expression. cling peaches. But, yeah, I don't understand they, the expression cling. My whole life, they've been called cling peaches. For there some you go, reason. Artie. That's another one for you, buddy. Find cling out one them peaches. cling peaches. What is the etymology of uh, of the word cling, cling peaches? In peaches, like don't the, sit under the, the, the cling peach tree with anyone else but me. Uh, she says it was like Romeo and uh, Juliet. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't it. know at all. Yeah, but now the magic's gone. Cotton said my bottom was too small. Do you think it's too small? And then she points her butt at Hank. And <laughs> she bends over. Yeah, she like bends over and He's points like, at her ah, ass. No, put that away. It's fine. It's uh very very big. Yeah, <laughs> and then one of this is my favorite joke in the entire thing. Peggy comes out and says, "Look, Hank, Isotoner makes sundresses now." I don't know. What's Isotoner? Isotoner is uh, the people who make gloves. Those Isotoner gloves, those real clingy gloves that you like driving gloves and stuff. She says, Isotoner oh, makes dress sundresses okay. now. Just just the weirdest thing. So it's like a footwear company. Well, it's a, no, hand. It's like glove. Hands and feet. Not feet gloves. Well, it says right here, Totes Isotoner footwear company. Huh. I guess it's not a footwear company, is it? They make gloves, right? Yeah, they Am make I wrong gloves. Here? No, you're not wrong. Okay. But again, they have now branched out to hats, scarves, I, jackets, <laughs> sundresses. Sundresses. Isotoner yeah. is always one of those weird ones that um, it's kind of like uh, what are the what are the really nice pins you give to people? Like the silver pins, um, like you give to graduates and stuff. I don't know what they're called. Fountain pins? It's no, a, no, it's a brand. Oh, I don't know the brand of pen. I've never ever heard of giving anybody a pen for a gift. Oh yeah, it used to be a thing. Like I would have give them a pair of gloves, or you give them a graduation. Well, these pens are like a hundred bucks. Or oh, whatever. it's like an expensive pen. Yeah, yeah, and you get their name engraved on it or something. But the thing about these pens, I always hated, is yeah, they're fancy and they're silver and they're heavy and everything. There's nothing to hang on to on this pen. 
Yeah. It's like all of it's made of this slick silver material and your hand just like goes down on it every time. That I, is a great joke. Now, now that I know what isotoner is, that is a really good joke. Cause I'm looking on the website isotoner and all they sell are gloves, footwear, hats, and scarves. So it is, it is still, yeah, they don't make dresses, but they, they do manufacture goods. They manufacture goods. Yeah, they and definitely so do that. I always found that very funny. Like those were some of the things. If I, any of you would like to donate an isotoner, scarf i'll wear it on the next recording it's <laughs> a toner scarf <laughs> yeah no. what are those pins called man i need to know what these pins are called the graduation pins. damn it i can't remember what they're called uh anyway they're very they're very shiny and they're hard to hold on to just like an isotoner dress uh she says uh-oh she sees the look on hank's face uh she's not gonna take him back is she hank says nope i'm gonna have to watch him like a hawk is it a cross classic cross, century cross pin the cross classic century medalist pin. Mm, maybe it's a cross pin. I don't know. Now I've lost interest. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> it was quick. That's today's society. Comment, comment. Oh yeah, here you go. I'll just show you real fast. Yeah, you're talking about that one. That's the pin for sure. Yeah, yeah, forty yeah, plus yeah. years yeah, of manufacturing yeah. this Definitely. pin. Yeah. And so you That's would give it. it to them in like a wood case. You know, it'd be like, oh, this is the pin you can. Yeah, use like the personal. Okay, there was like a. Yeah. Uh, Personalized pins, yeah, they don't do that. That's not that's not no, a thing it's not anymore. a thing anymore. Th- no. Twenty three carat, carat gold pin. Right? Yeah, why would you? One hundred and twenty dollar pin. Yeah, I don't want. What that. would you ever need it? I don't for? want one hundred twenty. You know, you know what I bet you? I will take one hundred twenty dollars worth of pins. You know what kids were doing with it? They were probably selling it for beer and sure weed they money. Were. Yeah, sure they, they weren't were. even. I don't want this pin. That's I'm where, not even planning on writing this. Where crack started. They'd sell those and they'd buy their crack. Semester. I'm not even planning on writing this semester. We're just getting drunk. <laughs> Let's sell all of our pins for beer money. Let's sell all our They're pins. They're all lined up at the pawn shop, pawning <laughs> off pins. And this 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 discussion brought to you by Isotoner Dresses. Isotoner Dresses. Uh, so we're, we're, we're back at Dale's basement. Uh, Dale is dressed in his best camo again. Yep. Uh, uh, Cotton is on one of those little work stools. And his little legs are just propped up. <laughs> he's Swinging, yeah, he's just yeah. dangling. And his legs can't dangle because he ain't got no, no knees. And There's no bend in them. They're both uh, smoking cigars. And he says, ah, cigar, Hank? Hank says, uh, no. Good, because they all been smoked. And then they just both die laughing. Like, yeah. it's just so funny. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. He says, yeah, you got me. That was a good one. Uh, anyway, the reason I'm here is to ask you to be a chaperone on Bobby's museum trip tomorrow. I'm going to be one. Dale pops up with, Daddy can't go. He's taking me bumper bowling. Yeah, he's taking me bumper bowling. Bumper bowling. I don't know what that is. So it's where oh, they put the, the bumpers. bumpers. Yeah, yeah, I got so, you. You so know what I was envisioning right there? You can't I, fail. I was envisioning them in a bumper car hanging out the side of it with a bowling ball. Just <laughs> that would be a better it. sport. Yeah, that would be yeah, a lot be better a much sport. Better sport. A lot more violent sport. This one's for like little kids that you don't want them to fail for some yeah. reason. Let the kid fail. Uh, he says he's going to Bumper bowling's actually really fun. I I'm like sure playing it, it with alcohol because you just go there and you just sling it as hard as you well, can. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems like a... Just uh, barrel. Oh, that's kind of fun. So Hank says, would you stop calling him daddy? Come on, dad. You're, you'd really be helping us out. Uh, and Cotton says, well, I've been helping you out your jams your whole life. Might as well keep the streak alive. I'll do it. And then <laughs> he said, Dale says, we'll do it. <laughs> like he's got a part in this thing. Dale's just an idiot. Um, and then now we cut. And we are at uh, the Arlen Museum. And it's uh, Cotton talking to Con. Well, he's talking to Connie 
and like four other four, kids four other kids and Bobby. But he, addre- like he addresses her. They're directly, just gathered yeah. around listening. Yeah, uh, she says. And then uh, you killed the German corporal. Uh, this is World War Two, Connie girl. Well, that was Bo- that was Bobby. Bobby says Connie girl. He says this is World War Two, Connie girl. Oh yeah, Bobby says that. Sorry, he yeah, was yeah. a and he was a nazi. He was a nazi. He said, yeah, I served, uh, I severed his windpipe with a two-foot strand of dental floss I kept in my boot, and that's why it was important to carry dental floss, and then yeah. everybody laughs everybody for laughs. some reason. I'm not sure why either. Yeah. His stories are crazy floss. sometimes. Dental floss uh, comes back in this. And there's, a, there's an episode that kind of touches on some of his crazy military stuff, because later on, uh, I think it's uh, Peggy that has to do the fact-checking yeah. of his stories, because he was supposedly in Europe and the Pacific at the same time or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so now the, uh, the curator of the museum steps up and uh, says, oh, and this is obviously Stephen Root. You can tell it's him. Uh, yeah, for says, sure. Okay, Tom Landry Middle School. Next stop is a featured exhibit on Santi Annie's artificial leg. Artificial I leg. I didn't understand why he calls him Sandy Annie also. I mean, this is the curator of the museum. He really should, should enunciate correctly. He should be more professional for sure, but, yeah. I, you know, maybe that's just the... Uh, that lackadaisical Texan way. Peggy oh, is... Oh, well, well, that's the thing is, is uh, maybe it's... If they call him Santa Ana, it's too much respect for who the man is eh, and maybe. was, maybe. I just think it's lazy yeah, talk. Lazy talk. Peggy says, what a beautiful prosthetic. Those T-shirts do not do it justice. So they're selling T-shirts with Santa Ana's prosthetic yeah, yeah, leg prosthetic on them. Yeah, prosthetic leg on them. I would love to have one of those T-shirts. I would love to have one of those T-shirts, yeah. too. Maybe that should be our first merchandise. We should just have the word Wimitanye with the Santa leg on Anna's there. Leg. Santa Ana's leg on yeah. there. Uh, we start a campaign. Give it back. Yeah, there you go. Give it back campaign. Uh, so, uh, cotton comes waddling up. Uh, the curator says after it's brief stay here, San- general Santi Annie's leg will be returned to the rightful owner of Mexico. And cotton does not like that. He says, rightful finders, finders keepers. keepers. And Hank's like, dad, now take it easy. Relax. The guy, the curator then again says, along with the leg, Mexico will receive a check for the original cost of the leg, $1,300 us and a letter of apology signed by our commander in chief. Oh, that draft dodger, he can't do that. The Japanese blew my shins off. Where am I going to get them back, Hank? <laughs> Hank Hank is asked by Peggy to yeah. please chaperone, chaperone his father. Chaperone your father. Yeah. I wonder, what well, draft dodger, who was president in 1998? That would it be was a, Clinton, wasn't he it? He wasn't a draft dodger, was he? Yeah, that was, was the there a, Was like there a draft? Was, was he even, was he eligible? That's what yeah, they I, said, yeah. Yeah. Bill they called him a draft dodger. Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. I was too young for that. They inhaled, but he didn't. All right, he smoked, but he didn't inhale. Yeah, well, that's why, that, you know, that's kind of why I, uh, that, that was one of the things I was, one of the many things I respected about Obama was that he even, he admitted. Sure. He said, I inhaled. Just and admit I it, liked man. Get it. in front of it. Yeah. And I liked it. Uh, he puts his, uh, Hank puts his hand on Cotton's shoulder and Cotton just shoes it away. Uh, he says, uh, Dad, I'm not going to tell you again to zip it. Uh, we then transition to the school bus out front of the Arlen Museum of Art. And uh, Peggy's trying to settle the kids down. She says, let's settle people. And then the curator, you see him running out of the museum towards the bus. He says, all right, stop the bus. It's been stolen. One of these hoodlums stole Sandy Annie's leg. And Hank, just completely fed up at this point, says, oh, all right, kids, listen up. I'm going to close my eyes. And when I open them up, I want to see that leg. You understand? And then he looks out of the bus and he sees Dale and Cotton over there sneaking around. Cotton is strapped to Dale with the leg on one of his short legs. Uh, this is the fake leg he's got on. 
and yeah. they sneak into Dale's dead bug van and and peel off. That is commercial break number two, two or three in the show, I guess. But yeah. anyway, it's a commercial break. So that's a transition, and we're back at Dale's. Uh, Hank says, all right, Dad, I'm fed up now. Where's the leg? Uh, it's funny because... Dale's in the lazy lazy boy smoking a cigar. Yeah. Cotton once again is propped up on the couch with his little legs dangling and just, just like dangling going back away. and forth. And uh, Dale's smoking a big cigar. He says, "Well, I don't know if I can speak to that. I was told to zip it." Uh, and Hank says, "You know, the whole country of Mexico is expecting to get their leg back on Saturday." He says, "Delightful. That leg means a lot to them, and my driver's license means a lot to me." He says, what does that leg have to do with your driver's license? He says, use your head, boy. The Mexicans have diplomats. They'll pull some strings, get my license, and then I'll give them the leg back. He says, Dad, the police are going to come after you. He says, that's my offer. <laughs> that's Take it back offer. to your people. Your people. I, like, saw, I saw quickly. <laughs> like he's uh, part of it. Like he's a part of something, yeah. So I quickly looked up about Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton didn't dodge the way a lot of people dodged. Bill Clinton actually... Uh, had people do him favors yeah. like that he didn't ask for right. because he was a Rhodes Scholar. So due to his Rhodes Scholar scholarship is how he got a deferment from having to be The Vietnam. thing is, in our country, though, that you don't want to have to explain that every time, and people don't understand fault, it. People did it for him. Well, what I'm saying yeah. is people don't understand it, and so, of course, they're just like, draft dodger. Draft dodger. He's a draft dodger. There's no explanation for it. He's got bone spurs. So Hank leaves, and uh, they both start laughing. And Dale's and that and sorry, that goes to my argument to why I don't think that Cotton would have voted for Donald Trump was because of the draft dodging thing. He doesn't like draft dodgers. I don't know who else he would have voted for though. He wouldn't have voted. He would have just, there's nobody worth voting for. Yeah, I think he would have been a, a write-in for Herbert Hoover or something. You know, he probably would have by this point, yeah, he's probably lost his mind. Yeah. So uh, uh, Dale says they never look in the most obvious place. Colonel, shall we retire to the leg room? And then he opens his front closet, and you see this shrine with horns and a mustache on a pick of. Uh, Santa and you also Anna. see a bunch of Dale's hats as you well. You see above it, there are dozens and dozens of those orange Mac hats. Uh, there are Christmas lights up in there. There's votive candles burning. And then there's a bunch of stink eaters hanging there like yeah. that you put in your shoes. Yes, yeah, stink eaters everywhere. I guess there's it doesn't, eaters. I guess that leg don't smell very good. <laughs> so we're back at the, uh, the Hill house and Hank's saying, maybe that police woman was right. I've never seen dad like this before. He's, he's not his crazy old self anymore. He's acting, uh, crazy. Uh, and Peggy's like, well, stick a pen in me. I'm dreaming. I've been saying that to you for 22 years. And then one of the funniest things is Luann comes running in and says, Aunt Peg, Uncle Hank, I just heard on the news there's a Santa Claus exhibit at the museum and someone stole his leg. Yeah, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, Luann's funny. It's like when she takes the the messages from the from the uh, telephone answering machine. Yeah, John F. Kennedy calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're back at Dale's. Uh, Dale is serving cotton martinis. Uh, and he says, Colonel, I just want to say it's been an honor fighting with you against Hank and his forces. You can rest assured I am with you all the way. Got, got any of them little goldfish crackers? Goldfish crackers? The doorbell rings. Uh, uh, it, again, Dale has just said, I'm with you all the way. All the way. He opens the door. There's cops. And he goes, ah, he did it. He took the leg. It was his idea. You can have it back. Oh, no, it's gone. Where'd you put it? You, sh you shinless old freak. Yeah. I mean, he turns on him so quickly when he sees Quick. those cops. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and Cotton responds with, what? 
you're a worse traitor than Hank. I know how to deal with traitors. And uh, he he comes at the cops with some dental floss. He pulls the dental floss out. Pulls he's the dental floss. Hey, he, he's done him. it before. He can do it again. The cops are like, sir, yeah, you're going to want to give me that up. leg right now before you get in any more trouble. And he is just struggling, man. He's still got that dental floss out. Yeah. I need that leg for leverage in my negotiations with the Mexican government. They took my shins and put them on display in the emperor's pagoda. That's the thanks I get for flossing them nazis. You... You tell that meter mate, I want my car back. I can drive myself. They just changed the chart. Uh, and the cops, again, are just, yeah, just struggling and struggling. He's like, someday Governor <laughs> Reagan will run for president. <laughs> yeah. He has just reached his, his ultimate limit. Which I think would be uh, the pinnacle of Republican presidents. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's probably what he'd do is just write Reagan in again. Uh, yeah, we are yeah. back at the zombie Reagan. <laughs> yeah, I'm voting for zombie Reagan. We are now at he the, will return the second coming of Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> We're now at the VA hospital, and there's a psychiatrist there talking to Hank and Peggy. He says, and we felt the psychological evaluation had come to an end after he claimed uh, Mio- Dr. Miyoshi's <laughs> Miyoshi's stethoscope was a war trophy. <laughs> <laughs> And so they're both they're they're all standing there and they've got like this this two-way mirror or something you would think until you see it later it's just a big window uh and they're watching the the patients uh play cards there's one just yeah. staring at a wall and this like is the like, end of, of Blair Witch Yeah and we've had a, a lot of generational struggles already between Hank and uh you know his dad you know his dad's becoming an old man and a really really old man and now this really like brings it to a head where it's like he's got to have somebody to supervise he has to oh, have yeah. somebody to take care yeah. of him he can't just be a loose cannon so yeah. So he says, "Well, what are we gonna do?" And and Peggy, <laughs> with a very happy expression, says, uh, "Just keep him here forever." Uh, and the doctor says, "Well, that's up to you. My opinion is that he requires supervision. Either he stays here, or you and your wife need to watch him for twenty four hours a day." Uh, and as we know, that that ain't gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Peggy at all. is not gonna no, let that happen. She's not gonna let it happen. We no, hear a bunch no, of no. hospital chatter over the PA system uh, as Hank goes in to where his dad is, and Cotton is literally strapped into a chair. He's got yeah, yeah. on no, he's leg irons in. and 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 he's not like strapped into a, a, a he's like strapped to the table too, isn't he? he kind of like in his arms like it's to the like, table. Or is it it's to the like chair? Uh, I think it's just a chair. But, uh, I but thought he was like leaning forward and he has arms. It's like Silence of the Lambs. All he needed was that that mask. On, you know, fava beans. Fava beans. Yeah. Uh, he says, Hey, dad, how do you like it here? He said, Find someplace else to stand fatty. And he's talking to this guy who just wanders over and yeah, looks at him. Looks at him, yeah. She and Peggy says, Oh, see, you know his name already. He made a friend. See, he knows his name. <laughs> She's just trying so yeah, hard to Hank's get rid like, of uh, Look, Peggy, board games. She goes, Oh, oh checkers. I love, I love checkers. checkers. Dominoes, shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. Why, if I didn't have to go to work every day, I'd come here just trying yeah. to make it so great. Trying to make you know? it so, yeah. It's, it's kind of like when you take a kid it. to a kindergarten or something, you know. Oh, yeah, this place to... is so great. Oh, it's so fun. Look at that kid over there. He's eating his foot. Yeah. Uh, he says, Dad, I know a lot, of hap- a lot has happened in the last day or so, but I need to know where that leg is. He says, if I give it back, can I get out of here? And you start hearing that cracking in his like, voice. Yeah, he's yeah, he's getting a little, little sad here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's finally starting to realize that what he's doing is is going to have some repercussions. Yeah. He said, well, see, it's not up to me. He says, all right, it's in Gribble's golf bag. I drew, drew a one, one on it and signed it. Lee, Lee Trevino. Trevino. <laughs> is that baseball? He was a golfer. 
Oh, a golfer. Very okay. big golfer. A cousin of Duh, his. Why did I say baseball? It was in a golf bag. Okay. A cousin of his used to have a Mexican restaurant here in town We had Trevino's. talked about that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had did that come up in an episode before? Lee Trevino comes up a lot in King of the Hill for some reason. I don't Does know he? why. Yeah. This, so this isn't the, so, oh, that's. No, the name comes up a okay, lot. Okay, well, there we go. That's the second instance of uh, Lee Trevino. <laughs> he says. Didn't, didn't, man, what was that? Yeah, there was an episode. It was mentioned in an episode somewhere. Yeah, definitely. It definitely I don't remember was. what the mention I know it was. was. Hardy will know. Yeah, it definitely was there. Uh, it says, all right, then, Dale's golf bag. Take it easy, Dad. He said, uh, don't forget about your old man. man. You'll come, come back, back for me, right, boy? And, I mean, it's so sad. Yeah, know? it's a sad thing. I mean, he's yeah. a dick. Like I said, don't he's a dick, wrong, but, you know, but I'm still your daddy, boy. So they're driving away, and uh, Peggy says, well, it's not so bad in there, really. He said, oh, Peggy, come on. That was awful. My father hates it in there. But it's not like I can watch him 24 hours a day. And oh, he's no, like, oh, you, you no, cannot. cannot. Yeah. He so, says, I'm beginning to sell that propane. He says, just wouldn't, boat be, shoes. wouldn't be fair to you, me, or Bobby. She says, well, maybe we're being too picky about this VA. You know, Consumer Reports gave it a B minus. Well, that's above average. <laughs> he says that's above average. She goes, well, that's above average. Hank, that's, that's, a Hank, that's what Hank is, though. He's average. Yeah. He's just an average guy. She says, Hank, how are you going to break it to him? And, and that just that almost breaks Hank right yeah, there. Yeah, Hank don't like it. They don't like it one bit. He's uh, a World War II hero. So we are back at the VA, and he's he's staring through that window watching uh, Cotton play checkers. Uh, he uh, Cotton notices Hank uh, and then sees him start walking over there, and Cotton's got a big smile on his face, and Hank's walking towards him with his head down um, because he's he knows he's got to tell his dad this thing. He's got to. And then you see the smile just drift off of Cotton's face, which I thought was a really cool moment, especially in animation. Like it was, it was really well done. Yeah, when you can see the emotion just leave someone's face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, "So, uh, am I going to live with you and Hank's wife?" He says, "No, uh, but I told you where the leg was." He says, "I know. I gave it to the police. Look, Dad, I can't take care of you all day long, and you wouldn't really want it that way. So, there's only one other option." In comes Dee Dee. Yep. What's she doing here? I what? told you it was all of a woman. Yeah, she says. I, I told him the same, same thing. thing. But, but he said I had to find something to get the killer done. <laughs> so yeah, Hank yeah, lied she doesn't really to her. Sound like that, I don't think. But Hank <laughs> lied to her like to me. said that she could get the Cadillac car by coming in and signing and something. And boom, don't sit under the apple tree. Yeah. yeah, and here's the weirdest thing: Hank gives a big thumbs up to some crazy dude in there who has a record player with this record on it yep. and plays it at the, the opportune moment. OP. This is this is the biggest weirdest setup I've ever seen that would never happen in a VA crazy hospital or my whatever. S- my 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 son uh, had has uh, well I guess I had a weird fascination with War Two when I was a kid and now it's passed on to him. He is now have has this weird obsession with War Two, and he'll listen to old wartime songs. Really? Like like the songs that were created by like the Andrew sisters to rally the troops and stuff like that. All the all of the military centric songs and stuff like that. I'll hear him coming out of his room while he's in there playing Call of Duty. I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm just 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 jamming, just jamming, Dad. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you can hear it in the background. It just sounds like World War Two pouring out of his room. And it's, you go in there well, and you just like, play video games. It's like uh, what's the one with the the futuristic? Uh, it's got the little guy. Um, the the cartoon guy oh fallout yeah fallout oh the game fallout yeah, like you yeah, hear yeah. a lot of that kind oh of stuff fallout, fallout has a lot too. of that it has uh one of the soundtrack has uh has like the ink spots and stuff like that on it and the i think the andrew sisters are on their their soundtrack too but yeah that's a really good game actually yeah it's got a good soundtrack 
Yeah, so Fallout. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Fallout. Yeah, it's a, a really good video. It's like a post-apocalyptic video game is what it yeah. is about nuclear fallout. And the I'm currency gonna, is bottle caps. I'm going to sound super old when I go, you know, the one with the cartoon boy with the thumbs up. Well, when you said cartoon boy thumbs up, yeah. Fallout. That's I knew that's what it was. Well, because I knew the music the too. Once we were yeah. talking about music and you related it, yeah, definitely. The whole lot of the soundtracks are definitely like that. And that's so, one of the things I like most about those games, actually. So was, as they're playing the your son's favorite song, which is Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. Yeah, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. She realizes that Cotton's in a little little gown. She goes, oh, they got you in a baby gown. Oh, oh look at the baby. Look at the baby. And she starts, she starts tickling oh, him. Stop. And then Hank yeah. pulls over the thing of uh, tongue depressors on the uh, on the little cart. Yeah. And she knocks it over again with her big butt. Uh, then Hank turns the jar so that uh, you can see her butt through it again. And he says, uh, oh, honey, I'm sorry I said your butt was too small. If anything, it's too big. But I like you for who you is. She yeah, I like you for who you is. She says, come on, little baby boy. I'll drive you home. Yes. It's one it's not hell sweet. of an interaction. It's not sweet. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's Because she is, she is <sighs> possibly the dumbest person on this show. And there are some dumb people on this show. Bill is not smart. Luann is not smart. But I would say Dee Dee is possibly the dumbest person on this show. Well, let me ask you this. How yeah. much thought did it take to be a candy striper when you were a candy striper? Oh, it didn't take much. No. Yeah, you don't have to be. But I'm just saying, <laughs> even in her general life, she is just, she's always like, oh, look, there's a bush. Or what, you know, I mean. She seems just... like, uh, not to sound, uh, 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 in an attempt to not sound misogynistic, she, yeah. se- she seems like the... Uh, the really ditzy type. She seems like yeah, the dumb like blonde, really, like, like, like really the, ditzy, stereotypical the stereotypical dumb blonde. Dumb blonde yeah. yeah. Uh, please don't cancel us. No, please we don't cancel us. We just got started. We didn't do that. Uh, Vote for us. <laughs> Mike Judge explained. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she says she'll drive him home. Uh, we are now outside the Arlen Museum. Uh, there is a big present station. Uh, present present station. Present presentation. Presentation. Is that the new PlayStation? The present station. <laughs> the present station. <laughs> But it's got like celebration stuff all around the bottom of it. It's got the Mexican flag on one side. It's got the American flag on one side. Okay. It's got a pulpit. You know, they're going to give a speech, all this stuff. Uh, and Peggy, uh, because they're all sitting in the audience, uh, Peggy, Bobby, Hank, Dale, all the people. Yeah, everybody's the there. Audience. Yeah. She says, that is retired Captain Barissimo Defino. Uh, when he straps on Santa Ana's leg and walks it from our flag to his, it'll be officially returned to the Mexican people. And, and this is a great Mexican. Easter egg for the show. What happens yeah. right here, it is awesome to me how all this ends up being and how conniving that he still Cotton Hill still gets to be from all this. So after this, you this, get... But the lady, hang on, the lady on the on the presentation stage brings over like a violin-type case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She opens it up. Opens it up. There's that friggin' leg in it. Yeah, the leg. And then... Uh, but if you look at the leg, the leg looks... Oh, sure. Like the leg that we saw oh, yeah, 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 propped yeah, yeah. up for the prop that Joseph had. Well, uh, Captain Barissimo puts on the leg, yep. tries to walk over to the Mexican flag, and of course and it just crack. crumbles. Yeah, it just yeah, breaks. It just crumbles. And uh, Joseph from the audience says, uh, hey, wait, wait a minute, minute. that's the leg, leg I made, made for, for the play. play. That's yeah. funny. Such a callback, right? It is a great callback. It's really and then, good. boom, it flips again, and Dee Dee and uh, uh, Cotton. Cotton are standing they're, in the Mexican DMV. They're at the DMV. De- Departmento de Transporte. 
Yeah, Department of Transportation. <laughs> there you go. And she says, here you are, senior. Oh, okay, so why do they call license. it the DMV in Arlen, but in down there it's <laughs> the Department know. of Transportation? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, uh, she says, okay. here you are, senior, one driver's license. He says, thank you, and here you are, one Santa Annie's leg, and then fade to credits. Fade to credits. And then we get a really peculiar this unheard of weird. voice. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. It is like, it's like a, it's like a documentary. Right, yeah. and it's also a voice that we have not be yet Mike heard. Judge. It is it's Mike Judge. Be Mike it's Judge. obviously Mike Judge, yeah. but it's not a character-specific voice. It is Hank esque mm-hmm. being his voice. Being but what Mike we're Judge's talking voice. about is it brings up a picture, a black and white picture of the actual leg, Santa and it leg. actually goes on to explain. And I'll read this real fast. Yep. Uh, the story you've just seen is based on a true event at the Battle of Cerro Gordo in 1847. The Illinois Volunteer Infantry captured the artificial leg of Mexican general Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. While the general and his men feasted on a lunch of roasted chicken, unfortunately for Santa Ana's leg, it still resides in an Illinois museum. If you would like to join the movement to help return the leg to the Mexican people, write Illinois Senator Richard J. Durbin. Thank you and good night. Real senator. Real senator. It was a real senator. And he was yeah. a senator at that time, too, yeah. when that, that the, the show aired. So... I wonder, uh, I'll do this research, and we we really need to schedule going down to San Marcos to go see the the exhibit down there. We need to figure out how to figure out if we can get our schedules to line up yeah. to where we both can go check that out. Yeah. Uh, I'll pay for gas. And, and uh, <laughs> You heard that, folks. And uh, we can go check that out because I really want to know if anybody actually sent a letter to this yeah. Illinois governor. In, oh, that'd be great the, if somebody in, in did. Because yeah. you know that somebody did. They somebody had to. Had to. If, it, if it was only one guy, you got to think at this time, King of the Hill is in season two, hottest shit going. Yeah. One of the hottest things yeah. going at this time. Absolutely. By, by, by the time they're in, and this is stride season two, almost season three. Right. And you got to know somebody had to. Oh, you know, I, I wonder if he has contact information for him. Is he even still? Is he even still alive? I don't know if Richard Durbin's still alive. We we end up with the uh, 20th century logo at the end, and the last thing we hear is, "That's a good one, baby cakes." Little quote. That was his right uh, yeah deal. Okay, so I went ahead and looked him up really fast. Senator Durbin and Senator Durbin is. I want to say he's still Senator Durbin. Oh, wow. Senator Durbin, the United States <laughs> Senator of Illinois. Hey, everybody, please send a letter to Senator Durbin. Oh, my God, that would be great. To send back the, the, the leg. Senator Durbin has to know that. Can you imagine if people start sending those letters now? Like, he's like, this was 20 years ago, and now I'm getting them again. What yeah, happened? Yeah, he's like, what happened? <laughs> That'd be funny. So if you guys want to send uh, Richard J. During at... Durbin. Nah, Dur- oh, oh that was about to, I was about to give somebody Richard else's J. Dirtbag. Oh, yeah, Durbin. Okay. He actually goes by Dick Durbin, so it's Dick Durbin. Dick Durbin. And, uh, yeah, he is currently still the senator You know, I got a 19. chance. Hey, he's been senator since the release of this show. Oh, yeah. Since 1997, he's been senator. That's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, he is limits, 77 years old. So uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of Senator Dick Durbin for us and uh, see if he wants to be on the show, let us know. We will gladly Dick talk Durbin. to Dick Durbin. Oh, your name's Dick Durbin. Tell him that... Uh, you know, the King of the Hill podcast would, would love to talk to him about some some letters. <laughs> I wonder if he hey. I wonder if that's a memory that's like active in his brain. I'm gonna try. Does I'm gonna, he have a phone I'm number? Put, uh, like all senators have a phone. Oh, number, is there a right? phone number? Yeah, there's a phone number. Do you want to call it right now or? Well, I mean, I think that. I think, <laughs> oh, there'd be nobody in the office. Well, there might be. I don't know. I he, think that maybe someday during the week, you know, during operating hours, we call and uh, just see what happens. 
Yeah, and see if uh, and see if there's somebody that, we can talk to or something like that. Let's start the campaign to there's, give the light there's, back. There's more than one phone number. There's a phone number for D.C. office, Chicago office, Springfield office, Carbondale office, Rock Island office. There you go. So he's the state senator, so he's got offices all over the state. So I guess the D.C. number would be the hotline. Free the leg. 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, seven days a week. So we free can, the so leg. Free whatever. the leg. Free, free the, the leg, leg, guys. We're going to start the free the leg campaign. We need this leg. <laughs> free he, he, he. Free that leg. All right. Well, where can they check us out? Because that is the end of this episode. All right, guys. You can check us out at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H on all social media. That's going to be TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. And I'm pretty active on all three of them. And I respond pretty actively on all three of them. And actually, from this episode on, you'll be hearing this at the beginning of an episode because I'm a lot of people don't make it to this yeah, far through an sure. episode. So I'm yeah, going to start putting it at the beginning. And uh, also, please don't forget to vote for us for your favorite podcast of the year for the Waco, Waco Awards. Awards. It is a local award show, <laughs> and I would love to be able to as, attend this event and as far uh, as represent. I know, as far as I know, the Waco Awards have been given away podcast of the year awards. This will be the third year. And the all podcasts two, affiliated with them are Rogue Media Network The first Network two podcasts. years, both winners were Rogue Media Network podcasts. First year, it was the Private Hip Hop podcast. And last year, it was Andrew G's Public Affair podcast that won. And, and this year, you guys could make it. Andrew G wow. will actually be here in a few moments. He needs to record a PSA. Oh, cool. So he'll be here. Uh, I guess he's recording a PSA probably for the Waco it's Awards. It's not for the Waco Awards. Oh, no, okay. No, 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 so no. He could care less. Oh, okay. He, uh, he yeah, won he last care. year and he wasn't even there. Yeah. Somebody texted him and said, hey, you just won. And he like ran over there real quick and went up and accepted his award. That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, great. I'm trying to win, so please actively vote oh, for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. it'd be cool, yeah. And I'm not trying to win, guys. I just want to be nominated because I, I really win. don't care. Well... No, you, I want to win. You want to win, but I, 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 I absolutely. The, the reason why I don't really care too much about the win, I don't more, give it's, a shit it's, it's about being nominated. I want to win. Well, I want to win. Okay, I do want to win. Yeah. Like my heart of heart, I want to win. But at the end of the day, a nomination would be cool because we, at the end of the day, we've only been doing this, you know, months. We haven't done yeah, it a year yet. We're not even our full year into this yet. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's uh, tagged along. So uh, no, without you guys, we wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about this. We uh, we really appreciate the growth. We yeah. appreciate you telling your friends and neighbors and uh, the total strangers about us. Um, I tell you what, if we come up with some really great stickers, we need to come up with a contest where we uh, get people to follow us or something where we start giving out those stickers. I think yeah, we could do something a, like that. We could do some giveaway stuff. Be I a really do some, cool uh, contest. Uh, after I watch and uh, use and rip all the commentary <laughs> off of the the DVDs, I think that might be yeah. a cool giveaway. Yeah, give those away. Sure. Give away season one and season two as a give back. After <laughs> give away uh, the DVDs Get everything. We'll get everything. Out. Yeah, just one disc at a time. We're Here's gonna. Yeah, we're, we're shipping out one disc at a time, guys. Yeah. All right, but yeah, thanks for watching us. You yep. can check every, check so us much, out guys. at roguemedianetwork.com. RogueMediaNetwork.com. Got a ton of great podcasts over there for y'all to go check out. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Wimitanye. Wimitanye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.